For the News and Observer, I'm Lucille Sherman, your host for this episode of Under the Dome. It's Monday, November 15th, and today with me I have my colleague Don Vaughn, who has been the in-house expert on the North Carolina state budget over the last six or so months, maybe longer, feels like longer. Um, Don, I was thinking today we could talk about a couple things. One, the budget, since you are the budget expert. Two, congressional races and the 2022 election. So first I want to ask you, it's my understanding that the budget appears to be wrapping up, maybe, possibly. Where are we at with that and what are we going to see this week? Honestly, I'm so excited. I can barely contain myself that this is actually happening. (laughs) I don't want to entertain the notions of it not. So there's so much backstory, but where we are today is that there's a 90% chance it's going to be today. It could be Tuesday that the conference budget, which is that compromise, compromise budget between the House and Senate will be revealed and voted through and sent to Governor Cooper. And the reason this has taken so long is because um, for people that remember the 2019 budget stalemate, they sent it to Cooper and he vetoed it. And that started this long drawn out process. Well, this time they've brought Cooper in earlier and tried to negotiate a deal. There's no deal, but there's it's deal-ish in a sense. And so that means we still don't know for sure that Cooper is going to either sign it or let it become law without his signature at the end of 10 days. But signs point toward probably. And part of that, of course, is that um, he could be he could be overridden. So what we're looking at actually of all these podcasts where we're like budget, budget, budget is real action. It's very exciting. It's very exciting. Yeah. I also want to chime in to say, I don't feel like you've been very excited about the budget the last few months. So major uh, good energy over here has me optimistic that it's wrapping up, although I won't believe it until I see it. I I named one of my story files budget fatigue. (laughs) Oh, dear. The other thing is, so there's no compromise. When you say there's no deal, you mean between the legislature and the governor. Over, the governor hasn't said, yes, I agree with everything that the legislature is going to put in the budget. So that means that the legislature has just gone ahead, is just moving forward with what they think is the best budget. Is that right? Yes. But it has... It has more of what, so the no deals is a direct quote from, you know, Probst chair, Jason Sane, and there, the deal, obviously Cooper, you know, it would include Medicaid expansion. It would include many more millions of dollars for education. It would include higher raises that we're going to see, but, and, and fewer tax cuts, but it's a lot closer to what Cooper wants than if they had put this through without him, even if it was things he wanted. Like, so there's, there's less poison pill type of stuff in there. Now there's definitely going to be, and to quote saying again, like stuff he doesn't like, because nobody gets everything that they want. And I, Republicans are getting what they want. Uh, You know, they've, they've moved some, they're getting more, you know, because they, they, I mean, they're the ones that control the legislature. It's the legislative budget. They need Cooper, but they also don't need Cooper. So um, it's it's a deal deal ish. I'll go I'll go back to that. 
Okay. All right. So let's get started with our three big things to watch this week. Obviously, the budget overarching. But within the budget, I think the first big thing to watch for is tax cuts. What should we know about what we might possibly see in the budget in terms of tax cuts? There's a solid chance that everybody listening to this is going to pay lower taxes in the future, Um, both individual income tax and um, the individual income tax isn't as much. um, Cooper's priorities are more for the people that have less money, um, or I guess he wants to help. Um, he wants to help maybe the, the working poor more, but the, the way the, the, I think we're probably looking at more closer to the Senate tax plan, which does actually help everybody. Yes, it helps plenty of rich people, but it helps plenty of, um, people who are poor also. So everyone's taxes are probably going to go down. I think that, that they'll agree on this again, knock on wood caveat of like, you know, I can't see the future. Um, the corporate income tax being phased out. That's a long Republican priority. That's not something that that Democrats like. But again, because of where we are with with where things stand, there it looks like that's going to go through how much and how fast. We don't know exactly yet, but uh, Republicans will probably be able to take the, the W on on uh, on corporate tax cuts along with individual tax cuts. Yeah, and the and the reason we don't know what that will look like yet and are hopeful that we'll know today what that will look like is because the negotiations between the legislature and the governor have been a behind closed doors process. It's not like this has been going through committee. Um yeah, and I think your note about the likelihood that the tax cuts we'll see will be originally what the Senate proposed in their version of the budget. Okay, next thing education spending. That seems like a very hot topic right now. What do you think we might see in terms of education spending? Right. Well, playing out at the same time is the Leandro case, this long running, the student that it's named after is already an adult, uh, but it's it's been forever and it's about the sound basic education. How do you spend that money? And of course, Republican lawmakers are like, we don't care what the courts say. We're the ones that get to decide how money is spent. So it's it's political. It's more than just more than just a court case and a ruling in the current judge versus the judge from before and they don't agree. Um, so that's the backdrop of all of this. But um, at the heart of it is putting more money to K-12 public education. And I think part of this, you know, not a deal but has aspects of a deal is that there is going to be more education spending because of this drawn out negotiating with Cooper than we would have seen if the um, legislature had passed a conference budget this summer without that input. So so that's a big thing to watch for. And, you know, there's also just a side note, all this federal COVID money we're going to see in the budget. And there's a lot of federal money, uh, COVID relief money for, for schools. When we talk about education spending, does that include raises for teachers and state, I mean, we talk about raises for state employees, but does that pool of money include raises for teachers too? It's not all the same pot of money because of the way teachers are funded It's state funding and then also local money. If it's a bonus, you can use like COVID bonuses and that's federal money. So it's a combination. So the raises we'll see, um, and I've made this reference before of this whole, you know, the three bears, 
of the the different the Senate budget, the House budget, and Cooper's budget, and it's it's going to look more toward the House budget, where the raises are going to be in this five percent ish range, um, and we'll find out exact details, um, you know, in the coming minutes, hours, depending on when when you listen to this. Um, but there's there's a lot of bonus money for a lot of people. So bonus is one time money; it's non recurring. And so people will be happy they get this extra check, but that's it because like the money raises have to be something like every year retirees are wanting this too, the different levels of state em, state employees. So that's probably what, what people are most concerned about is where's my money and when am I getting it? Yeah. And the house budget, if I'm remembering right, in terms of raises and bonuses for state employees and teachers was closer to what the governor wanted than what the Senate had. So the House is sort of in the middle um, on that issue, right? Right. Their porridge is just right. For the yeah. little three. I think that's what it'll, what it'll be. Um, that I, it is the sort of amount that can you make people happy enough, you know, that obviously the Senate doesn't want to give people as much money because that's how the Senate is. And Cooper wants to give them a lot of raises because that's how Cooper is. So, well, you know, it'll land somewhere in the middle. Got it. Okay, and lastly, and my favorite topic of the week, and the thing that I'm most excited about this week, is congressional races. So this past week, uh, Congressman Madison Cawthorn shook everything up when it comes to what we were expecting for who would run where in Congress. Don, you were a part of the team that broke the story about how everything shook up on Thursday night. What exactly is the backdrop of what's coming this week? So it's, it's wild. So it was, <laughs> I mean, and, and just to shout out all the people that give us Intel on a rolling basis by the time a story comes, comes to publish, doesn't mean that like, that's right. When we found things out or it's, it's, it's pulling at a variety of tips and threads for, for a long time. So, so thank you to to all our sources and for the lawmakers that uh, responded to us since they were all, all the Republican lawmakers apparently were at this, the same fundraiser when all of this went, went down on Thursday night. Um, so I don't know what the vibe there was after, um, after we were all contacting them, but so much of the Cawthorn news is tied to house speaker Moore, who everybody knew was, was, you know, 99.9% going to soon announce that he was running, um, uh, for Congress and Cawthorn just blew that up. So all of this happens within days of this huge, you know, state budget process too, which you know, how is the budget tied to this? Well, you know, what was more thinking about with what he supported would be in the budget? What's the political gain to work with uh, people across the aisle within your own chamber, within the other chamber and the executive branch? So there's a lot of, of background drama it's not just money. The budget is not just about money. Yeah. So yeah, Cawthorn, who was planning on running in the 14th district, or that's his, that's the district he was drawn into, and everyone sort of assumed he would run in because that's his district. Um, and Moore was sort of expected to run in the 13th district. And then Cawthorn announced that he was going to run in the 13th district, which puts Moore in a complicated position. So on Wednesday, Thursday night, we wrote that Cawthorn officially would run in the district Moore was expected to run in and that Moore would not be running for Congress. So 
There's just been um, major shakeups, and that sort of changes everything for congressional races in North Carolina, which matters so much for what chamber holds on or what party holds on to or gets control in 2022. So now Cawthorn's old district is open. Does that mean legislators, Republican legislators run in his district? Does that mean someone else runs in his district? It just changes sort of the trajectory of who will be in the legislature, who will be a really good candidate in a congressional race, et cetera. Anything else you think we should know, Don, about sort of what's coming up this week? I think, and with Congress too, it's a lot about who's the face of the party. You know, Cawthorne is good at getting a lot of attention on himself, you know, and Moore is good at getting a lot of attention too, you know, and so so what's the future of the of the Republican Party? How is that going to play out with with who's in charge? And I think we've seen this on the on the national scale, especially when people run for president and they think, well, I put my time in, I need this. And then someone comes out of the side door, like, you know, with Obama and, and Hillary and that you see it played out on on just every level, you know, which is you, you have to always be ready for surprises and change. And maybe the legislature is going to be just the same and it's going to be the same kind of budget fights and the same kind of things, you know, as before now that more stay or maybe it's not. And all those people that thought things were going to change or that maybe they would be the next speaker, you know, have different tactics now and different plans and strategies. So so I think there'll be uh, there'll be a lot more a lot more going on. And we'll we'll see how that plays out, even just their floor debates on the budget. You know, so are they talking about the budget? Or are they talking about something else? You know, so that that'll be something I watch for this week. Yeah. So basically, keep your eyes peeled to watch for literally anything and everything. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm excited. For more from our politics team, subscribe to the News and Observer at newsobserver.com slash subscribe. Follow us on Twitter at Under the Dome and NC Insider, and sign up for her weekly political newsletter at newsobserver.com slash newsletters. Thanks for listening.